All right, we're back here with the, the Around the League podcast. I'm your host, Cody. I've actually got a special guest here. Uh, jumping on, going to be helping us out with some betting content, something we've added to the network for quite a while. JT, how's it going, man? It's good, man. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I've been, been looking forward to this ever since we talked about it a couple of days, so glad we're making it happen. Yeah, dude, I think it's going to be fun. We might get some live reactions here as we're watching the Sunday night football game while we're doing this, but uh, I think it's going to be a good time. So uh, we've been, like I said, we've been wanting to add betting content to the network for a while, um, and this is something where we wanted it to be the right kind of uh, people that are kind of uh, helping us head this up. I think um, you're just kind of a perfect fit to uh, help us segue into that market a little bit, and you're actually um, a, a full-time uh, better as well, which I, I think adds a lot of value to this and adds a little uh, unique perspective into what we're going to be doing here as well uh, throughout the course of this show. But just so people are aware of what we're going to do here, we're not necessarily going to be giving out picks or things like that. What uh, this gives us an opportunity to do is kind of pick the brain of a better, a little bit uh, professional gambler and allow us also to have a little bit of fun uh, with a little bit of a pros versus Joe segment. Uh, but first, we're going to kick it off with a couple things. Because uh, we want to hear JT's best bet of the day. We're here on a Sunday night recording this. We've had a full slate of games ahead of us. Uh, so I want to hear, uh, JT, I want to hear your best bet, and then I want to hear your bad beat of the day. Yeah, for sure. So um, week four was was a losing week. Um, I played mostly, yeah, just about all props uh, this this week. I, I don't mess around with too many um, sides and totals, as, as those markets are a lot tougher to beat. Um Perhaps my – I was on the Elijah Moore overs today, um, and I think mm-hmm. I grabbed a 42.5 and a 43.5, and he, he had both those in the first half. So always nice to have a, a sweat-free win. Um, on the losing side, I lost a lot of props today. One that was actually close was I had Josh Allen over 37.5 pass attempts, he had 22 at half. They're down two scores. I mean, I'm like, this is, you know, this is money. This is over. And he ended up only having 14 passing attempts in the second half in a game that they were trailing the whole game. Um, and the bad beat came when the last drive, they had first in 15. I needed like two or three completions. He had an incompletion. Perfect. I need two more. Nope. Roughing the passer. Automatic first down. Now they're in field goal territory. Ice the clock. Uh, miss it by like one and a half completions. So that was, that was a tough one. Uh, and he did have that. What he had to have about 70 yards rushing. I think he ended up running the ball uh, eight or nine times for like 70 yards and a touchdown. So I think that uh, puts a little salt in the wound there. But it's crazy how things can break um, different ways, especially with them trailing. I know uh, I talk a lot on the, from the DFS side, even on our podcast, just like pass rate over expectation. And the Bills are always top three in that metric. And um, so that's kind of an in- interesting bet, bet there. One you, I would personally expect to hit, especially given the game environment injuries on the Ravens secondary. But uh, I appreciate you sharing some of that there. I think it's going to be fun just to kind of hear this uh, move forward, kind of hear uh, the type of bets and everything that you're on, especially from a player prop standpoint. Uh, but I do want to make sure people understand too, like this is, uh, we're talking betting here. Like, um, like JT said, these are very efficient markets that we're dealing with, especially uh, when you're talking about spreads and money lines. Uh, we're actually going to have some fun here with a little pros versus Joe segment um, uh, with uh, with guessing the spreads. 
I think it's going to be fun. If you've ever listened to someone like uh, Cousin Sal or, or PFF, Pro Football Focus, they do something similar as well. And uh, that's something we've been wanting to do here. And I think it's going to be fun going back and forth. So we definitely want to make sure we give credit uh, where it's due over here. But, um, you know, these, these spreads are very difficult to guess. It's an extremely efficient market on my end. I've only ever really dealt with these from a daily fantasy perspective uh, when we used to do the, the DFS show. Uh, so it's going to be fun for me taking these at a different angle. I've always... Uh, been able to look at the spreads uh, more from a point total perspective, kind of trying to figure out snaps, pace, volume, and all that. Whereas you are purely looking at it from an efficiency standpoint. Like there's like when you're looking at uh, these lines move, like what exactly is there anything in particular you're dissecting or you're just looking for the best number uh, relative to the books? Yeah, I mean, I find it uh, entertaining to watch these lines move. But I I disciplined mm-hmm. in my betting, and I know that these these sides and totals are really hard to to beat. So I'm I'm really not going to bet them unless I see something just way off market, crossing a key number where you know every book is mm-hmm. minus two and a half, and um you know I, I see a, a three and a half somewhere, you know, crossing those key numbers like a field goal or a touchdown or such. Um, but I pay attention for them to see, like you do in DFS, uh, as totals shoot up or shoot down weather-wise. That right there is telling us that um, we need to look look closely and kind of find out why this total is going up and down and then adjust our, our prop projections accordingly, whether it's injuries or weather or mm-hmm. some other factor. Yeah, and when you say key numbers, are you looking at uh, – so my understanding is – key number has always been uh, three. So when something's moving from like um, two and a half to three and a half, that's a massive move. Whereas uh, four and a half to five and a half is really not that big of a move. Yeah, that's exactly right. Two and a half to three and a half is the biggest move. Um, I don't know the exact number, but you're going to have anywhere from like eight to 12% of games um, land on that number. Like for example, the bills game today, the bills were favored by three. They won by right, right, right by three. So if early betters were able, this wasn't the case, it, it opened three, it wasn't two and a half, but um, sometimes an early better will get that two and a half, and that's the difference between a, a win and a push, which, you know, you only are trying to hit, you know, 52, 53% um, to be a profitable better. So every uh, every win counts. Um, but you're exactly right. Five is a very unimportant number. Um, six and a half to seven and a half, massive swing. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. you're right on the money with, with uh, that analysis right there. And without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Um, so we're going to run through these matchups. We're just going to start start with Thursday night football, start with the Island games, go all the way through Monday night football. Uh, going to give off the matchup, and we're going to alternate going first. And we're, we're guessing the lines here. We're guessing uh, where the line's going to be set. I've got FanDuel Sportsbook uh, pulled up here. So after we guess, I will look at uh, the line itself. Uh, so we're blind guessing here. Um and then uh, FanDuel Sportsbook will go off off of that. So whoever gets closest uh, to the line uh, gets a point. Uh, JT and I are actually going to track these moving forward. Uh, and if anyone uh, hits the nail on the head and gets the line exactly right, then they get two points. Uh, so uh, I think this is going to be a fun segment, man. Uh, with that said, we're going to go ahead and get into the first one. Uh, Colts and Broncos are actually kicking it off with the Thursday night football game. And JT, I've actually got Denver here as a two and a half point favorite. So I've got Denver minus two and a half. And then I'm going to pull FanDuel up here. 
uh, so we can see what the sports books look like. Where do you have this game for Thursday night football? The game is in Denver. Denver minus three. Denver minus three, and I've got FanDuel pulled up here, and the line is Denver minus three. So we got to give two points to JT right there. Um, do you want to give uh, – I tell you what, why don't you give me a little bit of your thought process uh, by hitting Denver uh, minus three because we talked about that being a key number from two and a half to three and a half. We won't do this yeah. with every pick. I just kind of want to get your thought process on this yeah, first one. Yeah, I think – I know Denver has been one of the most underachieving teams on the season. Indianapolis has too. Um, but I think Denver is just flat out better. And um, they have home field, which is worth less than it used to be, but it's still worth a point to two. Um, so I was thinking on a neutral site, Denver would be slightly favored. And there's just so few games that land one or two. You know, the three was. I think Denver's definitely um, superior enough considering home field to get that whole field goal. So that's kind of why I went. I was decided between three and three and a half, um, actually. And I just went with three. Okay. So there's a there's a lot fewer games overall that get the one and two, you said. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. Those numbers just aren't super interesting. Big. Yeah. Um, like this one tonight, KC Tampa. I don't even know what it closed at, but that's one that didn't quite get to a field goal. I think Tampa was favored by one or two, maybe. I have to check. <coughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I thought it was a point and a half as well. Um, you tip, Yeah, you're right. And you typically only see that in those uh, borderline pick em games as well uh, when something's right, right at a point and a half. That's going to be interesting as we go through this because I do have a couple matchups um, where I'm in that range. So going to be interested – Really interested to see what the line is alongside your guess. Uh, but appreciate your insight there. And then as we move on to the New York Giants and the Green Bay Packers, that's going to be our next matchup as we rotate here. Uh, this game is in Green Bay, JT. What's the line that you have for them? Man, Green Bay coming off a really poor performance. Um, I'm going to go Green Bay. Minus six. It seems like a lot of points. <laughs> what, what did Green you Bay have for this minus. One? I actually have Green Bay minus seven and a half for this one. Okay. Um, Dan, and Daniel Jones did uh, sprain his ankle today, so I don't know if he's going to be out. Uh, but the I line even, is currently sitting. Okay. I said, and I had, like I said, writing these down ahead of time. I kind of thought through that. I was like. You know, Daniel Jones did go out. Maybe they're going to project that in. And the line is actually seven and a half. Great guess. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Daniel Jones is definitely worth uh, a point or a point and a half, I would think. Okay. So two, two. Nice. Two, two right there. Um, all right. So we're going to move towards Detroit and New England. I actually really, really struggled with this one um, just because we were talking about the Detroit def- defense earlier and, and just abysmal. They looked horrendous today. They couldn't stop anything. Uh, Rashad Penny just ran all over them. Geno Smith, uh, we're talking about uh, Geno Smith stack, took down the Millie Maker for DFS, which is um, just an outrageous thought in the year 2022. Uh, But they're actually traveling to New England, who played um, the Packers tough today with Bailey Zapp, the third stringer after Hoyer goes out. We know Mac Jones is out as well. I actually have Detroit a one and a half point favorite here. So I've got Detroit minus one and a half. This one was really, really, really tough for me because 
I it, it's a borderline pick them. Uh, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, this is really tough, and it's probably going to come down to if Mac Jones is healthy. I think the Patriots are definitely favored. Um, and I, I don't know what his status is for this game yet. Um, wow, this is hard. I'm going to go New England minus one. What did you say? New England minus one. I said Detroit minus one and a half. Okay. Yeah. Detroit (laughs) minus one and a half on my end. And the actual line, I, this, I'm actually surprised here. Uh, so you said New England minus one and a half. It's New England minus two and a half. So I think they're um, betting on Mac Jones returning to this game from that high, high, high ankle yeah. sprain. Um, I'm, I'm a little surprised at that line, to be honest with you, especially this early in the week. Yeah, I think it's that. And then also New England would have been favored over Seattle. Seattle just ran for – eight yards of carry. Um, New England, the one thing they have is a decent um, rushing offense. And, yeah, I think they just think Detroit can't stop anyone. They really can't. That Detroit defense is, uh, is, is really horrendous right now. Shout out to our guys for lining up for uh, having to deal with that. I think they took all their anger out on Twitter today, which, honestly, I can't blame them. Um, so that, it's a point for you right there because obviously you're on the New England side, so we're going to put that uh, your way. Um, and then we're going to move on to the Chargers and Browns. The Chargers had a little bit of a bounce back today, struggled midway through the game, and let the Texans back into it, which is really just just the Chargers, uh, the, uh, like just how the Chargers do things. They just let everyone back into it. But uh, with that Eckler touchdown, they pulled away, ended up pulling away from the Texans. Um, shout out to my suicide pool four and zero. Chargers came through for me. They're actually um, so I went first on the last one. So I about slipped up there, JT. I'm going to let you go with this game between uh, the Chargers and Browns. Who you got as a favorite? This game is in Cleveland, by the way. Chargers at Browns. Um, okay, I think that the Chargers are going to be favored, and I'm going to say. Ooh, Travis, Travis Kelsey looks a little shaken up. Um, I'm going to say Chargers minus three. I'm going to give them a whole field goal. Charge. All right, so Chargers minus three. They went into Houston today as five-point favorites. I have them going into Cleveland as a four-point favorite, and they are three-point favorites. You hit the nail on the head, so that's going to be two points heading your way. Uh, for this one. Um, so far, you are up on me here, five to two, as we head into our fifth matchup uh, between Houston and Jacksonville. Uh, Houston and Jacksonville, I actually looked af- after I wrote it down. So I wrote all of these down and I didn't change anything. I went with my gut instinct um, as, as I went down through these. And Jacksonville, my gut instinct on this, I think, was way, way off. I actually have the Jaguars um, as six and a half point favorites. I would definitely, after you give yours, I'll tell you what I would change that to um, after, you know, kind of listening to you talk at the beginning of this show. But where do you have this game between Houston and Jacksonville? And it is down in Jacksonville. I, mean, I, I actually don't think you're too far off. Um, I'm going to say... 
Sorry, I'm taking a while on these. I, this is my first time to even know the matchup, so I'm trying to process. No, you're good. I'm making you blind react here. Yeah, and I really like your guess. I really do. Okay, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Jacksonville minus six. Jacksonville minus six. Let's see. What we got. Okay, so maybe it wasn't too outrageous here. After hearing your opening, uh, kind of picking your brain a little bit to kick off the show, I was like, should I have had this closer to three and a half? Um, and so between Houston and Jacksonville here is a stall to scroll and find this game. Uh, the line is Jacksonville minus seven. Jacksonville yeah, minus yeah. seven. I'm, uh, that, I mean, that, that's a big number, but Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, they've looked really good, um, uh, to date. I know that weather today in Philly was just egregious, but you know, they were down eight, had the ball with a chance to, um, do something there at the end of the game. I believe, uh, Trevor Lawrence got strip sacked though, but, uh, yeah, Jags are seven point favorites. So, uh, you came in here with, uh, you said minus six. So it's going to be a point my way, kind of trying to, uh, pull in, uh, to five to three, kind of make this a little bit of a contest here. All right. So now we've got Atlanta and Tampa Bay. Uh, Atlanta is heading down to Tampa Bay. We got the Sunday night game on here. Um, and so, uh, as we're watching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, where do you project this line to sit? I'm going to go with Tampa Bay minus seven and a half. Okay, Tampa Bay minus seven and a half. I've can got them. Tampa yeah, Bay. I've got. I'll go. Yeah, I think I'm. A yeah, you can wild. change it. Go for it. Let's just let's just bump it up. Let's just bump it up to eight. Let's bump it up to eight. All right, so let's go eight. Uh, so you've got Tampa Bay as eight-point favorites. I have them as seven-point favorites. Um, I believe this is the first pick where we've both given an even number as well. Watch it fall um, seven and a half. No, and a whole number. I know, right? A whole number, not an even number. My mistake there. And then let's see what we got between Tampa Bay and Atlanta. Oh, uh, it's possible it's off the board right now because this game's going yep, on. It's um, off the board. It should be okay. We'll yep. we'll look at that one after. If it's close, we'll we'll look at some other sites yep. and go with some other sites for that. I have eight. You have seven. Let's uh let's move on to the next one. Yep. All right. So Pittsburgh Buffalo. Um, I've got Buffalo as a nine and a half point favorite here over the Steelers. Um, the Steelers Jets game. Before we actually okay, so we're about to pick a couple back to back matchups that involve the Steelers and Jets. Uh, the Jets came away with a win today against the Steelers. Kenny Pickett got in a game. That was just overall an ugly, ugly game. I know you love sports in general. I mean, before you give me your thoughts on this line, can you just tell me what you thought about that Pittsburgh uh, Jets game? I, I didn't see much of it. I, uh, you know, I'm scrolling through box scores, tracking my props, and I saw his 2010 Pittsburgh, and I was like, okay. And then next thing I know, red zone comes on, and uh, – the Jets have the ball with a chance to take the lead. Um, and then I, yeah, I saw Pickett was 10 for 13 with three picks. So I saw some stat on Twitter that he's the first quarterback ever. It's the most, most attempts without, <laughs> without uh, an incompletion, I guess, if you will. That's not the word because obviously an interception is an incompletion. Um, but yeah, that, that's interesting because um, I don't know. I, I don't think Trubisky has been the reason they've been losing, but I also didn't watch the game. So I, I thought it was a little early to go with Pickett. Yeah, it 
it, it did feel like it was just a smidge early um, as well. Although Rob and I actually talked last week, you know, I, I expected Pickett to be in there by week six or seven. So I can't yeah. say I'm too stunned. I think they just were tired of the bottleneck on that offense. Finally got to see George Pickens get going a little bit after he got in there. But I mean, yeah, he, he, he didn't look good. Job. I didn't think he was good at all. Um, no, and that's, uh, that's I, the thing. Pickett, you know it, I don't think Pickett looked good. Yeah, you know, Trubisky, you just have such a, a low floor. And if Pickett is, you know, you used a. What, what round pick did they take him with? Uh, they took him right there in the 20s. I think it was mid 20s. Okay, yeah, he was a first round pick. Yeah, so you got to see what he has at, at some point. Um, okay, you said nine mm-hmm. and a half. This game's in Buffalo. This game is in Buffalo, correct? And I've got okay, about nine and a half. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go all the way to. I'm gonna go to ten, and I, I'm pretty confident I, I got this one. I, I'll be surprised if it's not ten, but I'm gonna go ten just to have um, that security that I get everything over. <laughs> well, you do win, but you're not that close. No, okay, you're it, you're not wrong. It, you beat like, me on this one, but 13? you're it's thirteen and a half. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I went with ten. I was like, that's I know huge. it's, it's got to be at least two scores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I put nine and a half in, and I felt like I was a little too low, but I was like, I I don't know. Maybe we'll that see that push up towards that I gotta uh, go 10, 10, 11. That was an advantage that I got to go after you on that one. So I'll go first on this next one. All right. Sounds good. So Miami, New York, up there in the Meadowlands. Where do you see this one Miami coming in? At and you got to think York. about Tua too. Yeah, yeah, good point. I'm huh. Okay, so I'm going to give Miami like a a one point downgrade. I think just with the questionable status, I'm going to go with Miami minus four and a half. You got Miami minus four and a half for this one. I actually have, and I'm thinking two is out this week just based off of how ugly that was and and the reaction we've kind of gotten. I've got Miami minus three and a half for this one. So you said minus four and a half. I've got Miami minus three and a half uh, for this game next week. And the line is Miami minus three. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah, that right yep. So we're going to go. Tua is probably doubtful. Um, I like Miami. I like Miami in this one. All right. So it's six to four now. Is that right? Six to four. Uh, pending that Atlanta Tampa Bay one, I may pull up the Vegas Insider consensus and see if they have something later on in the show. Uh, but for right now, uh, we got Chicago and Minnesota. This game in Minnesota. Um, this is one I actually think I may be too low on Minnesota. I've got Minnesota minus five. Uh, where do you see this game? Yeah, I'm gonna go Minnesota minus. Um, I go Minnesota minus six here. All right, so you got Minnesota minus six. I've got Minnesota minus five. I do think that six range is going to be closer, and it is because Minnesota is currently a seven point favorite. Um, playing against the Bears, and that really does make sense. I mean, the Bears—they look abysmal. We, we've hated Bears. on the Bears a ton on this show, and it's—we have nothing personal against them. It's just that organization is just an absolute mess. For them to be two and one is 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 truly fluky. Um, you got any thoughts on Justin Fields? Just—it's funny. Yeah, uh, it's one of my uh, one of my good friends. It was like super high on him coming out of the draft, and I was not. And 
I just send him pictures of his box score every week. Like, I mean, the attempts, <laughs> it's just an absolute joke. I don't know how you lose. What a play by Mahomes. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, Fields is terrible. Like, I don't – they lost by 17 last week, and he had, like, 12 passing attempts. He's, he's just not it. And I, I think they should draft a quarterback next year. I think they're going to have to do something. Um, they look they look really really bad. I think uh, one of his his yardage totals today was like one forty one. Yeah, I mean he got I over. It that. was like one any in the in the one forties range. Yeah, um, I saw like one forty four, one forty sevens, but it's like the lowest I've ever seen. Yeah, and when you start getting in that range, like again, one of the reasons we like to look at the lines is to infer information, and that's telling us a couple things. Justin Fields is not good. The Bears are not good. The coaching staff is terrible. I think it tells us all three of those things. I, I I still have a little hope out for Fields just because I think if he got with the right staff, maybe they could do something, you know, but I'm not a truther by any means there. Um, but I do think that that yardage total was telling us it's a terrible offense and he's he's just not it. It was it was, it was very much like a, a gloomy line to look at and uh you know, he, he got that over there, but the Bears still just look like one of the worst teams in the league. Um, but that is going to be a point your way um, as we look, as we move on from Chicago and Minnesota. So I'm going to toss it to you for this Tennessee-Washington game. So if you're guessing this line, this game is actually in Washington. Um, Titans heading in there. Uh, where do you think this line sits? Okay, Titans at Washington. Um and I think Washington is like sneaky potential number one overall pick territory. I don't know if that's like a hot take, but I think they're, they are bad. I'm going to go Tennessee minus two and a half or three. I'm going to go Tennessee minus two and a half. Tennessee minus three. two and a half. Changing it to three. Ten- Changing it to three. Changing it to three. Veto. Changing it to three. All right. So we got three. Wait, three even or uh, three and a half? Minus three. Tennessee minus three. Tennessee minus three. I actually have Tennessee minus one and a half for this one. Um, and it's really more indicative that I think both of these teams kind of suck. Um, so let's see where FanDuel sitting with us. I think minus three is probably going to be. Um, just a little more accurate of a line there, especially kind of hearing how you open that. And uh, your first guess was was money, but uh, so it'll be a point for you minus two and a half for the Titans as they travel up to Washington to face the Commanders, the football team, whatever you want to call them. Regardless, they no longer have a brand, so we're going to go minus two and a half for this line here um, with the Titans. That's going to be a point your way as we shift down into New Orleans. So the Saints traveling back from London, playing the fighting Geno Smith, Seattle heading down to New Orleans. I have Seattle actually as a one-point favorite. Uh, I'm also assuming Jameis Winston um, with that back injury is going to miss another week. I think they just need to let him get healthy. Um, I've got Seattle as a one-point favorite. Okay. I am going to go with New Orleans minus two and a half. New Orleans minus two and a half. I think this is... This will be the an biggest one. difference. Like we're, this we've is had the farthest so far. we've been off. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is this is a big gap uh, right here. Are you? Um, whoa. Okay. 
All right. So just by my reaction, I'm gonna let you re-guess that line. We're we're going. I just want you to. We're, we're you've got your guess in there. New Orleans minus two and a half. Uh, I'm gonna give you one more shot based on my reaction. What you think that line is? I'm stunned. Man, I don't know you well enough to know, but I'm gonna. I'm sticking with I'm New stunned. Orleans. New Orleans has to be favored, so I'm gonna say three and a half based on that. There's no way Dude, Seattle's five favored. and a half. Okay. No, okay. no, Seattle's not five and a half. Five and a half is yeah. is the line for New Orleans there. Um, so I, that right there, I, that was that was. I'll, a I'll tough jump in on. Pick, yeah, God. I'll jump. I'll jump in on this. Um, the market's really good about not overreacting to a game, and if this game was played in Week One, New Orleans is definitely favored. They're still the better team. Jameis to Andy Dalton is is not a huge downgrade. It's maybe a point. Um, so. Yeah, I, I, that's kind of my take on that. I was I was very confident New Orleans was going to be favored, but I mean, I, I, I was three points off. That's that's way off. I think that's a great point, and I think that's the difference between the pro and the Joe in this uh, scenario is just the difference in uh, in emotion, leaving that cognitive bias, that recency bias, out of it. Because um, as soon as you said that, like it just kind of clicked. Like that makes uh, way more sense, um, and that's. You know, having Seattle as a one-point favorite is even with the Jameis uh, potentially missing is uh, certainly a lot of recency bias and play uh, right there. So San Francisco and Carolina, um, we got the Niners traveling to Charlotte, traveling uh, cross country to play the Panthers. I think the Panthers are horrendous this season. I don't know how much longer Matt Rule is going to last, um, but I'm going to let you kick it off. Uh, what's your closest guess? on where the line sits for San Francisco and Carolina. I'm going to go full touchdown. I'm going to give the Niners minus seven. <laughs> you going Niners minus seven. I have the Niners at minus six and a half. Uh, we're back on the same page with this one. And let's see where FanDuel Sportsbook uh, sees this game falling at the end of the day. Uh, disagreeing with both of us. I'll take the point, though. Niners minus four. Um, traveling cross country. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty surprised one, at that I'm one. Gonna, I'm uh, gonna watch I know we that. got the, that one will, so, so sorry, <laughs> that's one I'm going to watch as well as Go ahead. the, uh, as well as the Tennessee. Cause I think both those move, I think Tennessee gets up to a field goal against Washington. And I, I definitely want to revisit this Niners one, uh, minus four. I think, I think that definitely gets that up closer to a touchdown. I think it does too. I think it does too. I, I guess the um, market's looking at this being a short week for San Francisco uh, coming off the Monday night game and then traveling uh, cross country uh, for what is potentially a one o'clock start time. Let's see. Actually, no, it's a four o'clock game as well. Um, I, I still think that line's way too short just for, and that's not even really recency bias. I don't think the Niners have looked very good. I just think the Panthers are, I mean, dude, they, they're really, really bad. So I'm interested to see where that one lands uh, by the end of the week as well. That's something um, I want to check back in on to see uh, where that line moves. All right. Philly and Arizona, uh, the Eagles uh, are traveling over to uh, uh, Arizona to play the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals have looked average this year, but are somehow two and two, just somehow grinding out a couple wins. Uh, with Fake Sharp, Cliff Kingsbury as their head coach. With this line, 
opening. I'll let you guess uh, where this line is opening real quick, JT, before um, I lay it out there for us. Philly minus four. I've got Philly minus three and a half. The actual line is Philly minus five and a half as they head out to Arizona. Um, This is one I flirted with this personally being between three and a half and six and a half. Uh, I do think Philly is significantly better, but for whatever reason, Arizona just, they just keep hanging around. Um, And uh, they they just managed to hang around. I'm not sure if that's because Philly's played a fairly soft schedule so far. Uh, regardless, I do expect Philly to run away with this one. They are five and a half point favorites. Both of us were well under that. Uh, do you expect that line to move closer to where uh, both of us guess it? I had three and a half. You had four. Yeah, this is this will be an interesting one because five and a half is just uh, a fairly relevant number. Um, if it gets up to six, that's that's a big move. Uh, mm-hmm. teams, teams win games by six, but then teams, you know, it could go down to uh, four is actually a key number because. Uh, a team will be down a field goal, score a touchdown to go up four. So that's actually why I went with that one. Um, man, if anything, I think it goes down, hence my guess at four. But, you know, this will be another fun one to track. Yeah, I'm really interested to see where this one ends up, um, especially just the way Arizona's looked. I mean, I don't think they've scored one touchdown in the first quarter of games all year and have had Kyle and Murray just, like, run around and play backyard football and somehow pull out a couple wins. So uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what kind of happens with this one. I could definitely see this moving towards six. Uh, but Dallas and L.A., um, this is going to be interesting. Dallas has managed to grind out three wins with Cooper Rush. Um, he's He's been able to manage games and uh, pull out some wins. Uh, they're actually traveling uh, to SoFi to play uh, the L.A. Rams next week. My guess with this one is minus three and a half in the Rams' direction. Uh, Dak is saying he's going to play next week. We'll see if that actually happens. Players are always saying they're perfectly healthy. Uh, with Dallas and L.A., where do you see this line opening? I'm going to go with L.A. I'm going to just kind of, uh, I'm just trying to shelter you in, keep you under, uh, take the win. But I, if I would have guessed for a second, <laughs> I'd actually maybe run a little higher, four and a half. You would have gone four and a half had you gone first. The line is currently six and a, six and a half. Um, I think the market's assuming Dak is still out for now. Uh, now, if Dak is actually playing in this game, um, how sharply do you think that line moves? A point or two. Yeah, it'll it'll move a little bit, but I don't point or two. Yeah, I don't think it'll be uh, anything too crazy. Uh, Cooper Rush has looked okay. Dak didn't look great, and if he comes back, who knows if he's even a hundred percent. Yeah, I do think his first game or two back, I think it's going to take him a little time. I think they may regress just a little bit uh, from a team standpoint when that first week or two he's back. I mean, that's it's a t- tough one to come back for just in terms of gripping the football, it sounds like. Um, but, you know, since I don't have my medical degree, I'm going to stop there. But a point for you as we transition to Cincy Baltimore, I think this is going to be a really fun matchup, one that uh, both these teams are coming into it two and two. Um, divisional game. Baltimore has blown multiple second half leads. Cincinnati looked horrendous to open the first couple weeks of the season, got right against the Jets, uh, pulled it out Thursday against the Dolphins after Tua goes down. Um, So give me your guess for where this line sits between Cincy and Baltimore. This game is in Baltimore. I'm going to go Baltimore. 
Baltimore minus three. Did you hit the nail on the head right there? Um, the line is Baltimore minus three. I had this one set at uh, minus one and a half uh, for uh, go- going Cincy's direction. I, I went back and forth. I actually viewed this borderline as a pick'em game, um, and it was more so not necessarily off a of recency bias. It was just really based off of I do think these are very even teams. Uh, coming into the season, I expected – I kind of thought Baltimore would uh, end up bouncing back this season, winning the division – uh, but I feel like uh, since he is kind of starting to figure out their offensive line issues, um, putting in some more protection packages for uh, Joe Burrow. So they're not just an empty set all the time. Um, but to see this line is Baltimore minus three. We know what Lamar has done. We just have seen Baltimore uh, piss away a few games. Uh, but you're you're right. Baltimore minus three is the actual line. That's going to be a two points your direction. Um, like I said, I had that at Cincy minus one and a half. That's probably the second one where we've been uh, just way off par uh, with this one. But I think just from a football perspective, that's going to really be a fun one to watch uh, in general. I'm really looking forward to that game. Uh, And then our last matchup here, as we round out guessing these lines, Las Vegas and Kansas City. I've got this line, Kansas City minus six and a half. Give me your guess. Is it in Vegas or KC? Nope, it's in Kansas City. I'm going to go KC minus seven, give them a whole touchdown. I'll be curious if we're able to find this one since this game's going on too. Yep, off the board, but I do actually have Vegas Insider Consensus pulled up. Uh, We are able to kind of infer a couple lines here. So I'm going to actually go back to the Falcons and Buccaneers with this one. So the average line right now for this game is right at minus nine. For the Falcons and Buccaneers, no, that's one we were talking about earlier in this show. Uh, and you had them at minus eight, uh, and I had them at minus seven. Uh, so we're kind of the average line is uh, sitting right there at minus nine. I see a lot of um, eights, eight and a halfs, and then uh, I do see a ten and a half as well, which is wow. um, you know that that's that's pretty aggressive line. You know, someone's really really sticking out there. You got one ten and a half, several eight and a halfs, and a couple eights. Um, and then as we transition down to Kansas City and Las Vegas, um, where I had them at minus six and a half, and you said minus seven, correct? I did, yep. Minus seven. So right now, this line is really fluctuating. Um, we've got uh, one book with the Chiefs at minus four and a half, and everyone else is at six and a half or seven. I see a number of six and a, I see two six and a halves and then two sevens. So we've truly got a coin toss between us here. Um, that Vegas and Kansas City would, I'm going to call that one. Uh, I'm going to make that one null and void just because these, these lines right here are, uh, we've got four and a half, two six and a halves, two sevens. Yeah, so I think we're just going to, uh, yeah, I think we're going to make that one null. No points for that one. Um, and we'll see what the actual line comes out at, um, likely when this Tampa Bay and Kansas City game uh, wraps up as well. So, uh, man, I appreciate you jumping on here and everything. This is this has really been fun. I'm going to kind of give the rundown on uh, the points here. Let's see where you ended up. I believe you got 14 to 4. Just absolutely annihilated me here lucky in our pros versus Joe's segment. <laughs> you had to get some of that back from the afternoon slate, huh? Yeah. 
but yeah, dude, JT, this is this has been fun. I'm looking forward to uh, kind of uh, getting some feedback from our audience and everything on this. Uh, look forward to doing this moving forward. Um, I think we'll kind of be able to uh, pick up some steam and everything. We obviously wanted to open the show, kind of letting people know what we're going to be doing. Spend a couple of minutes just educating on uh, your background, just a smidge, and uh, what our approach and everything is on this and kind of what we want people to take away. Again, uh, we want to have some fun with this, but we also want to be able to uh, provide a little bit of information on what the market's looking like. Uh, JT, uh, best of luck to you, man, as you hunt down the lines this week. I know uh, you're a busy man hunting and uh, uh, hunting in the markets there and you don't just stick to NFL as well. So, uh, you definitely keep yourself busy venturing out and, uh, to other sports. Like you said, you do a lot of uh, props as well. Um, so looking forward to uh, seeing how things turned out for you next week. And I really appreciate you jumping on here, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. That was a fun first segment and, uh, I look forward to doing it next week. Thanks, man.